What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today I'm going to review a book from Bobby Sonero. And he was kind enough to send me a copy of his book called Male Angst, Volume 1, FML, I Always Get Those Chicks, in quotations. And the FML stands for Fuck My Life, for those of you that are acronym challenged. So Bobby wants me to do this book review, so here goes. This book is about a guy named Reggie and his recounting of courtships with two short-term disastrous girlfriends in the past. The first half of the book describes the relationship dealings with the weedhead Vietnamese woman named Lynn, who owns a nail salon, and the second one is with a Hispanic mother of two, with two different baby daddies. And this book is a form of personal therapy where the main male character regurgitates his fears, objections, as well as rejections to the reader. And I'm not sure why the fictional character needs therapy, and I'll go out on a limb here and say that this is more therapy for the author Bobby Sonero, although I could be wrong. And I'm not sure if Bobby the author and Reggie the book's main character share the same characteristics. Perhaps Bobby is telling Reggie's story, and Reggie is actually a group of friends with many different stories to tell, or a compilation. But it doesn't matter. This book is essentially the antithesis for Fifty Shades of Grey, according to the book's author. And I looked on Amazon.com for this particular book, and it says that it's a fictional story based on contemporary male and African-American tales. After reading the two stories found in this book, I take them as a warning to any man going his own way that our first rule with dealing with women and dating is not to date single mothers. 90% of the drama found in this book can be easily avoided by following that one simple rule. But even still, reading the drama was entertaining, as this book is extremely descriptive. It gives you subtle details behind the character's motivations, and actually reads like a first-hand account instead of simple fiction. Sometimes I had a hard time believing that the main character didn't actually exist. That's why I keep thinking that he has to be a real person, or these have to be the experiences of the author, and he's sharing them with us. Anyways, in the first half of the book, Lynn, the Vietnamese single mother of two children, gets the plaque cleaned off her dirty teeth, and her sexual marketplace value skyrockets. And because of this, Reggie, the main character, says that when a woman gets a boob job or basically upgrades her body, her value goes up because more guys than not want that woman and they basically want a custom build instead of a woman fresh off the rack or a plain Jane. Reggie describes having great sex with Lynn before her dental work. And now we probably have to jump through additional hoops to get what he had before, which I presume is great sex. And when Reggie meets Lynn after she's had her teeth cleaned, there are other guys that go out with them for the night and I get the sense that Reggie is worried about the added male competition for her attention. And he breaks down the possible male competition based on the various physical characteristics of those other men. 
and I originally thought this book would be about male thoughts on women solely, but it also gets into the nitty-gritty about how men see each other as well, how we often see each other as competition, and how we size each other up. And the writer describes perfectly the situation, where there are one or even two, or even at least half a dozen men trying to get the attention of one woman. And she's the one at the center of it all. There were also many times when I was in high school growing up that I would find myself in very similar situations. Myself, with ten other guys, and one or two women. Reggie also talks about inverted nipples, and it being a negative thing. And I got a really big chuckle out of that one. And what I also found interesting is that, although Reggie was interested in Lynn, he still got another woman, Tanisha's phone number, that same night when they all went out together. And he describes what's going through his mind when she gave him the number. And he's wondering if she just gave it to him to be nice. Reggie has basically painted a player for taking that phone number, in my opinion. But let's get real. How many guys would say no if a woman offered them their phone number? And this story continually gives men going their own way many reasons not to date or sleep with single mothers. Here you have a woman named Lynn looking for male attention while she still has a sort of on-again, off-again relationship with her ex-husband. And there she is looking for a new man to sleep with. And Reggie even mentions that she has a heart that can't be pierced. And she's basically spending her time out with strange guys instead of at home taking care of her kids. The whole setup comes off as her not even having a soft enough heart to look after her own children. Instead, she goes out looking for men. And this woman is described as one that is obviously riding the cock carousel, or has the options to do so. And Reggie is still fascinated by her, nonetheless, and still wants to be with her, and still describes her vagina as absolutely worth it. But I'm not sure that that's an accurate statement, as she's had two children already. And that girl, Tanisha, that Lynn seemingly wanted to set Reggie up with, is like a consolation prize. She's extremely unattractive, yet she wants to set Reggie up with her. This, again, is a type of shit test that women often put men through. And I've been in situations where a girl tried to hook me up with one of her friends. I blew her friend off and went for her instead, and it worked. After that, I realized that the whole situation is basically a shit test. The worst thing that ever happened to me was when one woman blew me off and passed me down to her less attractive friend, and then that less attractive friend passed me down to yet another one of her friends who was even less attractive than she was. I went from top floor to bargain basement in the span of a couple of days. One girl puts me through a shit test, and then the girl I was shit tested with puts me on her own shit test. It's kind of insane that women do the exact same types of behaviors to test a man's willingness to be with them. For me, these types of games are a complete waste of time and I refused to play them back in my past when I was a blue pill man, and I refuse to play them now as well. Anyways, I don't want to give away the rest of this particular story, so I'll move on to the second portion of the book, where Reggie talks to a Latino lady with two children from two different fathers. The overweight and unemployed Hispanic lady, Leslie, is the second woman that Reggie gets into short-term relationships with, and I find it kind of disappointing that Reggie gave her money to help her out. Again, this is another rule that us MGTOW should follow, as well as everybody else. You should never give money to people you love unless you never expect to see it again. Also, Leslie and her friends were all overweight, and I got the sense that these overweight women weren't looking after their health. This is often something that's not mentioned in chubby chaser culture. I know some guys are into it, but the health problems associated with larger women catch up to them when they start entering their 30s. And I'm glad that this book talks about it because everywhere I go, I hear stories about empowering larger ladies to be their size, instead of empowering them to lose 40 or 50 pounds and add 10 to 15 years to their lifespans. 
With all the overweight women out there in the world, that could also be one of the main reasons why the longevity gap between men and women is shrinking. Why are men's lifespans continuing to increase, while women's lifespans have peaked and are now going to reverse and start going down? Getting back to Reggie and his plump Latin love interest, when he met her she had a good figure, but she was putting on the pounds. And this book finally explains to me why I thought that black men were into larger women. And now I know that it's not a preference, but a social condition that has more to do with money and status. If a black or white man can afford to have a skinny woman because he makes a lot of money, then it's more likely than not that he'll do it. And the poorer a woman tends to be, the more likely she is to eat emotionally. So this story just confirms some of my suspicions. So if a poor black man gets together with a woman, she is more likely to be larger, and socially they'll be a match. But if she's skinny, she can attract the attention of men that have means. So she is nowhere near as likely to date a poor black man, but instead either look for a rich black man or try to find a rich white guy. This is racial hypergamy in action. People are willing to date up and down with regards to their own race and body weight based on their social status and income. And here's a line from the book describing the predicament of larger Latin ladies dating black guys. Jeffrey starts talking and then Reggie answers him. Here goes. All of the plumpers, especially Spanish chicks, are starting to dig me now. What the fuck is up with that? I asked him cynically. Well, you know how it is. And after a couple of those chicks, I told him myself, I'm raising my bar. He replied, true indeed. But what is especially disturbing to me is the fact that I remember back in the day, Spanish chicks weren't dating black dudes like that. When they were young and fresh and their skin is tight and soft, they're only dating the Rico Suave type or gangster essay type Spanish dudes. Now that they have a couple of kids and have gained some weight, stretch marks and C-sections, they're all over the black guys. And us black men are eating them up like rice on spaghetti sauce. Anyways, that's just a part of the types of conversations this book is filled with. If you want to know more about what happens to Reggie, Lynn, and Leslie, then you'll have to buy the book. I was careful only to give away the first few chapters from each of the two stories, so that anyone else who decides to read the book won't be actually spoiled by what I've said. And I would like to share some final thoughts. This book is different than the Aaron Clary books that I reviewed in the past, because those were basically very factual and practical. This book is more similar to the book Why I Cheat by Tim Patton, except it doesn't include just the couples talking back and forth, but also includes their friends and acquaintances as well. And this book gives you a perspective that's more black and multicultural than just clean-cut white. So from that point of view, it's completely different than any of the other books that I've read or reviewed in the past. My only big criticism is that at a few points while reading, I became confused as to whose point of view I was actually listening to. But other than that, the story was easy to follow. Again, the moral of this story is, don't date women that are single mothers, and don't expect a woman that upgrades her appearance to settle down for the same types of guys that she was with in the past. Now that her options have expanded and her sexual marketplace value has gone up, you can either expect to work harder to keep her attention, or she'll cut you loose. Or the situation might be a perfect one for you to be kicked to the curb. Anyways, that's all I've got to say about this book. It's called Male Angst Volume 1, and it's available on Amazon.com. Thanks again to Bobby for his donation for my book review. And thank you everyone else for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.